one. Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Meteorologist Ed Russo here. And meteorologist Tom Russell here. Glad to have you along. It's uh, almost our uh, summertime edition of the show, but technically still spring, right? At this point? Yep, yep. Another, uh, well, I guess another few days here. Next week, we officially ring in summer. Summer solstice Wednesday, January the 21st. Uh, and of course, the unofficial start of summer always seems to be Labor Day weekend. But boy, let's start here, uh, Ed, because we really haven't had a summer per se. Usually by mid-June, we're complaining about the heat, the humidity, and we've had anything but. May was uh, very cool, very comfortable, no humidity. And really the first two weeks of uh, June, the same way. Now, remember those first two days of June, we were in the 90s. We're like, oh, here we go again. But even those days weren't humid, right? Yeah, we had a 96. Yeah, that's Harry Friday the second. Yeah. Yeah, that was like a drier heat. But boy, it's been so pleasant. Yeah. I, I think what the biggest difference is we've been able to cool off at night. So you don't mind a warm day if it's comfortable at night. And we've been down in the 50s. Mm -hmm. And even <laughs> what was it like a week ago? Some folks were in the 40s in the morning. It was crazy. Yeah, Lewis Lewistown this morning actually was as of this podcast recording, Thursday morning. Uh Lewistown was in the was 49. Wow. Yeah. That's really unusual for for mid-June. Uh so it's been very pleasant. We do anticipate more of that heat and humidity to kind of work its way in. That's typical for what we see. But I don't see anything really hot, do you? No, I d I don't either. You know, I and it looks like we're still gonna be like under the influence of these cutoff lows that kind of zip by and then they Mm -hmm. rotate <clears throat> over the northeast yeah and it keeps, keeps us in that, down that cool trophy stuff yeah and the, you know uh, there's a trough in the east like you said cooler air coming in so relatively cool it doesn't mean it's chilly but it's relatively cool for this time of year so yeah yeah definitely so and it's uh it's definitely a a, a blocking pattern because it's a the same type of weather pattern that's been in, in place for an extent for a long period of time yeah, and we really, as a result, we haven't seen much in severe weather, although earlier this week we did confirm a tornado from, uh, what was that, Monday afternoon yep. in York County. That surprised just about everybody in the meteorological community, but they did confirm a weak EF0 tornado, about 75 miles per hour. Didn't last very long, didn't stay on the ground very long, but uh, it was confirmed. Yeah, I think it was uh, 0.37 miles or something. Yeah, it was real short, and it was real basically short. a rural area knocked down a tree, so fortunately no, no big damage there. Yeah. But typically, those are the kind of tornadoes we get in PA, short-lived right. and weak. And weak, which is fine yep. with us. Yep. All right, so uh, the next correlation to our cooler-than-average, uh, not humid so far summer, is that we've been uh, in a drought. We've been, you know, hoping for some rain. So all through May, now early June, it's it's basically been a southwestern kind of weather where it's, uh, you know, warm during the day, cool at night, not humid. But that's led us to now... Uh, the U.S. drought monitor putting us in what we call a moderate drought. About 80% of the state is now under that moderate drought. And despite the fact that we've had a couple of chances for some rain, it's not the kind of rain that really soaks in that really makes a difference. We need a good couple of days of soaking rain, I think, to make up the deficit. Yeah, and that's not to say a localized downpour can't help things. Right, that's true. But, but in general, uh, the widespread soaking rain is is 
is is what you need because i mean a, a lot of the you know you're not going to get necessarily uh rivers and creeks to rise from an isolated thunderstorm Correct. you know yeah. you get they usually rise following a nice area-wide soaking rain which we which we haven't seen so in my backyard i kind of have a slope and at the top is this tree that kind of grew on its own but it really is stressed so my thought is at the top of the hill the water table has dropped to the point where it's literally not getting any moisture and mm -hmm. all the leaves have fallen it looks dead and i'm like oh man you know some some trees are hardier and and obviously where it's planted is not helping but uh, this one's really taking it on the chin wow so its leaves have dropped all gone totally gone yep Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's why I wonder if there's something worse going on. But the drought has been kind of tough on some of these uh, trees, you know? Yeah, yeah. So with the moderate drought, what you're going to hear about is uh, water conservation, of course, uh, not wasting water. And, you know, it's not going to be a enforced thing necessarily yet, but it's going to be something that we should be thinking about. But I think, I think with the pattern changing, we kind of noticed it this week a little bit. We're going to have more chances for some rain and I think we can kind of work our way through this without getting, in other words, I don't see it continuing to be this dry. You agree? Yeah, no, no, I, I don't think so either. I know there's a, there's been a, been a renewed burn ban in York County for 30. Yeah, days. a lot of the counties have that. It's true. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that is basically ironclad for 30 days or that would be adjusted. If obviously well, we finally yeah. did get some rain. In our report, it also goes, uh, you know, it's a blanket one, but then municipality by municipality, they have a chance right. to, you know, like if they're having a fireworks show for the fourth, they can uh, give an, uh, you know, an exemption for that or whatever. Um, but yeah, you just need to be real careful because, mm -hmm. you know, you, we've done stories, one little spark on super dry grass or whatever can really get out of hand quickly. And if that day happens to be windy and, you know, you can add a lot of problems to yourself and it's just best not to go there and, and avoid that threat you know i guess that would include the fireworks you get at the grocery store right i would think so but you know how it is when you get around fourth of july people aren't thinking that way <laughs> no, <laughs> get I mean, out of hand at home you know i can yeah i can tell you as a kid that would be a huge disappointment because i love i know I I even as that. an adult and i look forward to it yeah i do too i'll admit it <laughs> yeah. i just so, need I just need to find a little kid to have fun with me. <laughs> Give me an excuse. That's right. Yeah. All yeah. right. So the other thing with summer, once we get past the summer solstice, then our uh, sunsets become earlier and earlier. And people forget that because they get to this point in the year and it's like, wow, it's light till nine o'clock at night. It's amazing. And then as we start to move through July, I'm just looking at the uh, at the chart here. After July 2nd, our sunset goes from 841 back to 840 so you don't really notice it in that first two weeks but by the middle of july you're like hmm, wait a minute it's getting dark again by 8 30 you yeah. really start to pick up on that you know yeah and you know the other thing is um with the uh with with the seasonal lag you know a lot of people think oh you know, i don't they don't necessarily think about it but usually our our days where we see the the longest the greatest amount of sun per year or per day, let me start over. Um, <laughs> I worked the morning show. Yeah, really. But, yeah, I might be sleeping right now. I'm not. You sure. could be. I don't know. Yeah. So on on you know a summer solstice, the longest day of the year when we get the most sunlight. 
Right. Uh, it's also typically when we're when we don't see our hottest days. We don't see our hottest days in June. We see them in August. So we get that, right. you know, late yeah. July, August is typically when we see some of our hottest stuff. But that's after days have already gotten shorter, and that's because of that seasonal lag, you know, because yep. we live close to the Atlantic Ocean, and it takes a long time for the Atlantic to warm. And if we get easterly flow this time of the year, we're chilly. Yep. Yep. We've already seen the cold Atlantic. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, with summer coming, we'll see those sunset earlier. Um, You know, hopefully we can turn the drought thing around because we're heading into our driest months as we get in uh, to July and August before things start to to turn around. So, uh, actually, that's not true. Didn't we do a stat one time? We said that February was the actual driest month. We had to double check that um but yeah the dryer uh warms. i would think october maybe it's october one of those uh, i remember because yeah. you and i looked it up because everybody kind of thinks summer is the driest months mm-hmm. um but i think it's not the driest right anyway uh but we are heading into the the drier season here so we want to catch up on some of that rain oh speaking of that um national hurricane center is saying hey we're watching this thing coming off of the coast of africa so as we switch gears here to tropical stuff, usually tropical stuff is brewing in the Gulf of Mexico, along uh, the East Coast, you know, around Florida, whatever, Bahamas. But this one is coming off of the coast of Africa, and they're saying this has a potential to kind of hold together all the way across the Atlantic. So that would be unusual for this time of year for one to start way out in well, the that's, Atlantic. That's right? pretty early. You know, usually we don't see the Eastern Atlantic wake up until August, right. September. So, but I mean, the water temperatures are very warm across very warm, very good chunk warm, very of the Atlantic. So, yeah, um, we'll see. You know, the overall El Nino pattern usually suppresses tropical activity, but um, I know sea surface temperatures are running above normal, so that could make up for what else may be lacking. And that's the feeling of the couple of the uh, Phil Klotzball out at uh, Colorado State put out his updated tropical season uh, for, forecast. And he kind of said the same thing, that the warmer sea surface temperatures could override the uh, the diminishing effects of, of El Nino. But, uh, you know, we've already had what, one named storm. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're on our way. We're getting into that season. So nothing should really surprise us at this point. But we overall think uh, El Nino should keep things down a little bit. So yeah, others still still expecting that near normal season, which would be twelve right. seventeen named storms. Yep, that'll so. work. All right, I know you're tired, my friend. Anything else on your mind? Oh, always, but must save for next podcast. <laughs> that sounds fair. That sounds yeah. fair. So happy summer solstice to you and yours. We'll celebrate together, and next time we chat, it'll be full blown summertime. All right. Thanks. Nice catching up with you, Tom. You too, my friend. All right. You're listening to It's Raining Mets.